I'm preaching today, <laughs> just in case you didn't figure that out. Um, this has been a week of weeks for me. Um, some of you know I am, this is a final year of my dissertation, um, so it's been some heavy deadlines for massive amounts of writing. Um, so the plan was for me not to be here today. It was planned for me to be locked away in my office typing. Um, but my pastor needed me, so that's just why I'm here this morning. Amen? Um, and at the end of the day, I'm in front of my brothers and sisters here. Um, and I do believe I have a message from the Lord. Um, it's been a while since I've, you know, done this, and I'm realizing now I didn't print off one of those sheets. So I guess you got to just listen to me like they did in the days of old. And something more hilarious is my computer has never decided not to work. So this morning, when I tried to put my order, Chuck, my Microsoft Word decided to corrupt everything that I made. So the sermon today is also old school. Pen and paper. My dad would be proud. Um, let's pray. Father, I am honored to speak today. You know I don't take this lightly. Um, I give every word that I have this morning to you. I pray that the, the passion that was there when you gave it to me would be shown now and that I will please you in everything that I do. And as your brothers and sisters look at me today, may they see you and not me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The title of my sermon today is, is called Remaining Plugged In. For the last several weeks, our pastor has gotten us to a better understanding of God in three. Um, last year, when I was blessed to lead you through, you know, the Kingdom series last February, God spoke to me then and said, remind my people that they can't have one third of me. They can't have two-thirds of me, that if you claim to love me and know me, you have to have the complete pie. So God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. So Pastor has taken us along this journey to better understand Holy Spirit and the understanding that God himself dwells in dwells in me. But today I want to focus on, and, and if you are a guest this morning, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little soulful when I preach. Um, so have fun. My goal today in talking about remaining in him is a glimpse of you as the temple. And the fruit that we should have as believers should be opposite of the fruit of the world. 
And the way your fruit comes to fruition in your daily living determines if you are plugged in or not. Don't worry, I'm back to this by scripture very soon. My mother used to always remind me as a young boy growing up in her house that I had to watch what I was looking at, to watch what I was reading be aware of my friendships, be aware of what I was putting inside me. It wasn't until I got older in the Lord and um, I took the foundation they gave me and I have my own relationship now that I understand that it is up to my privy. It is up to my dedication to decide what I put in my temple or not. And here's the trick. Y'all ready for this? Your anointing determines what you put in your temple. Because the presence of God is in you. What presence? The all-creative God. Genesis 1, I love reminding y'all of this. The word of God says, and the spirit of God hovered. God, the Father, spoke. His spirit created. That creative God sits inside of you right now if you have accepted him. Another thing I love, enjoy reading, um, Jesus was talking and he said, um, if you being evil can give a very good gift to your children, why not, if you ask me for my spirit, why wouldn't I give it to you? So you can ask the Lord today for his presence inside you and he will give it. The Old Testament, um, it was a lot of the presence of God falling upon people, right? And David, um, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel talks about how the power of God fell upon David and um, stayed with David, right? We talked, um, if you read about Samson, it talks about how the presence of God will fall upon him and led him to his strength. Now, since Acts, right, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit can now come inside you. So the question is, who you plugged into? And you don't have to tell me because your fruit shows me. Right? I mean, we talked about this before. I think on paper, people love putting their Christian because by putting other, they made themselves be confused. Right? I know I'm not a Muslim. I know I'm not Buddhist. Well, my grandmother made me go to church, so I'm a Christian. Christian also means you look and sound like Christ. Oh, you look edgy today. Let me read 1 John 2.6. He who says he abides, say abides, in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. What? Joni didn't make that up? No. When you are plugged in, right? Another word for it, abiding. Abiding also means to follow, to keep to, to hold to. When you are abiding in the presence of God, when you are abiding in your scripture, when you are abiding in your prayer, you walk and talk like what you are abiding in. There's fruit, right? Pastor always says, listen, it's not my job to be the policing of your walk. I just got to follow you on Facebook to see. 
I just have to sit down at dinner and listen to you talk. I just have to watch how you give, how you love people. I don't have to beg to find this. It's the fruit. And when we claim to have the four-third of God, God the Father, Jesus the Son, when we claim to have Holy Spirit inside of us, there is a change. I said there is a change. The prophets of old was called a conversion. The definition of conversion is I'm not who I used to be. The Bible says I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. When you plugged in. When you plugged in. 1 Corinthians 3.16, you don't have this one, Lynn. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Wow. I, I'm the advisor for our gospel choir at CMU, and they asked me to talk about being filled up. And the very first thing I talked to them about this past week, I said, when you accept God in you, Holy Spirit, I haven't read a scripture yet that says you take him off when you go to the club. I haven't found nothing yet that says you take him off when you roll that joint. You take him off when you do what you do. So some of us are taking God in some very interesting places. And then we question his power when we pray for people and nothing happens. My good brother Michael, he talking to him this morning about what I was going to preach about. And he had a vision, which he told me, and I saw it instantly, of a person swimming through murky water. And what came to me quickly was, that's the time we live in. We swimming in a Babylon, if you will. And without the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, you're stuck in murky waters, not knowing direction. Some of you are saying this morning, am I destined to be in this job forever? Some of you are saying, am I destined to be in this level of life forever? I'm telling you, unless you get connected and remain plugged in to the Holy Spirit, the third part of God, you will not know where you're going. You will continuously swim in the murk, in circles. In circles. I mean, still a Christian, but lacking direction. Abiding in God. Remaining plugged in grants you the ability to walk and talk like him. Let's, let's jump into the word. John 15. It's going to be up here. I'm going to ask you to follow me. I'm going to read to you. Um, but let's see what Jesus says about this. John 15, 1 through 11, I'm reading from the New King James Version. I am the true vine. My father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Somebody say, no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. 
you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me. Someone say, remain. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vein. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, unless you stay plugged in, unless you are reading your word, unless you are coming to church and talking to your brothers and sisters in Christ and possibly joining BSC to learn more, possibly joining a life group to get more Christians around you. Remaining. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you know what that means? Unplugging. Unplugging from your life source. I'm reminded when I was dehydrated once and I went to the hospital, they, they put a port whatever in me to put water in me. It was giving me life at that moment. Some of us are taking the life source out of ourselves and walking into the world saying, God, where are you? And he was like, with the cord, I'm right here, bro. Plug in. Right? I don't know about you. I love phones. I love my phone. Team Apple. Hey, God said to me, one Apple a day keeps the other phones away. <laughs> he didn't really say that. Forgive, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. But I get frustrated during the last couple Percentages of my phone, as it gets low, it starts to text weird. It, it begins to navigate weird. Like, videos begin to not play like they should. Be, it, so then I have to run around the house and look for my plug to plug it in because I know once I plug it to the source, it begins to act the way that it was created. So the problem with Christians today, you don't understand how you were created to work. You, you are walking around here on 50%. Some of you are walking around on 25%. And you're wanting 100% God, but you're not plugged in. I know I'm not the only one who freaks out when this thing is about to die. Do you freak out the same way when fleshy you shows up? Thank you, Michael. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, reading your Bible, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. You mean to say to me that my fruit determines if I'm a disciple? I'm pretty sure these are red letters. Jesus talking. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Somebody say, remain, remain. in my love. my love. If you keep my commands, once I'm saved, I don't... Well, stop, Joni, stop. <laughs> you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your and that your joy may be complete. 
We talked about abiding. I talked about plugging in. Jesus says, remain. Remain in me. Remain in my love. Remain in my joy. You can't remain in God unless you are connected to his spirit. Connected to the lifeline, the life giver, the counsel, if you will, with a capital C. Unless you are plugged in to the vein, Jesus said, you will wither. Living a life unplugged. And if you want a human example of this, everything unplugged eventually loses all power. When the whole world stands and looks at you, who do they see? My prayer has always been, Lord, you know, I've dealt, I dealt with some pride issues in growing up and, you know, it, growing up in a very, very successful and, and um, you know, successful in music, successful in career, family. And I always wanted to be seen. I, I didn't felt seen, you know, I, I didn't feel like people saw me. So when it started happening, um, this, this pride came up where I, uh, you know, I was like addicted to it. Like I wanted to be seen all the time. I wanted you to see my worth. I wanted you to you know, say my name from the stage if I volunteered. I, you know, I, I desired those things. And I realized that now at 41 that when people look at me, I really don't want them to see me anymore. I want them to see my source. I want them to see what I remain in. I want them to see what I abide in. I want them to see what I'm plugged into. I don't want them to see me. I'm flawed. But the faith that I stand on, the God that I believe in, I pray that as they look at me, as the scripture says, that they see that I walk and talk like what I believe. That they're not confused when I tell them I'm a Christian. That they're not confused when they see me navigate this world. That they see what I'm plugged into. In all aspects of life, not just when I'm in the house of God. But as I text, as I joke with my friends, as I tweet, as I put stuff on Facebook, may I be consistently plugged in. That also, of course, goes back to your public image, which I don't think God really cares about more than your private image. What you do when people are not looking. I remember, yo, the Holy Spirit talks too. When you surrender, I, I just certain questions I stopped asking because I knew he was going to come at me very quickly. I think I told y'all the story. I was praying, and I was like, God, I ain't lost the weight. I was supposed to lose yet. And quickly he was like, you ain't eating right either. I was like, ooh. Some people say, oh, that ain't the Lord. Y'all must have not talked to him before. <laughs> right? <laughs> we got to do our part too, amen? Side note, I've lost five inches on my waist. Boom. God is good. God is good. So we must remain in him. We must abide in him. Let me read John. Oh, I already read that. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> I should have typed this, Lord. This is so. But we want to stay in a place. You know, I, I used to pray these things back in the day because, you know, I read the Old Testament, you know, read some things. And they kept on saying morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night. And finally I realized that all adds up to never unplug. You know, my father taught me, he said, why just pray in the spirit in the morning? Why not do it all day? Like, why say amen, right? When I wake up in the morning and I start praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, he was like, you don't got to say amen until you go to sleep. He was like, leave the phone on the whole day. Right? The Bible said in Genesis that he walked and talked with Enoch, right? The Bible even says that he used to walk with Adam and Eve. Because if y'all read Genesis, they were not shocked when he came looking for him. They were literally walking and talking. Are we walking and talking who we plugged into? Or do we um, claim to God that we have limited minutes? Lord, I can only talk to you after six. My phone plan different. It's important that as you stay plugged in, he wants to talk to you about everything, not just churchy stuff. He has talked to me about my eating. Listen, before I had issues with my sugar, a year before, I was driving to Saginaw to visit my parents. I'm worshiping the car. As clear as day, I heard God speak to me and say, I need you to calm down on the sugar. I was like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I did not. Within a year, issues, pre-diabetic. And I'm crying, I'm calling my people, and the Lord's just like, I warned you about this. He's put me on the path of healing right now, hallelujah, but I shouldn't even be where I am if I listen to who I was plugged into, right? We like to put God in the box. Oh, God, being plugged in, he will only talk to me about the churchy stuff. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but just follow me. He, he wants to talk to us about um, God and the Holy Spirit and, and, and Jesus and the Bible things. He's not going to tell you anything else. He's told me what car not to buy. He's told me who not to date. He's told me who to break up with. He's told me who friends I shouldn't be around. He's told me a list of things. He's prepared me for conversations before they've happened. That's the God I'm plugged into. Oh, but Johnny, is you. You were called for this. Well, show me that in the Bible that the Holy Spirit picks and chooses. The Holy Spirit be like, use me, plug in. I, life, life could be a little easier. Y'all just staring at me this morning, it's okay. So let's connect to this here. When we remain and abide and stay plugged in, we will bear fruit from that connection. So let's look at Galatians 5.22. This is a verse that we all know. Um, Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. When you are plugged in, the fruit that John was talking about are these. Let's keep that up there for a second, Lynn. The fruit that you should be seeing on a daily basis The proof of your conversion, the proof of who you plug into are these, right? So when Jesus said in John 16, 33, when you're dealing with trials and tribulations, above all things, I've given you peace. Not I will give you. Oh, I got something. Yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate it. Y'all give Melissa a hand. She's taking care of me. 
It's, he's not giving you peace. You have it when you're plugged in. He's reminding you of your source. If this don't rock with your character, something wrong. Have you ever walked in a room and tripped over a cord and unplugged? Somebody tripped on a cord and unplugged. I'm being nice. I, I, I'm trying to be nice this morning. I'm not saying you just unplugged it on purpose. I'm saying maybe you tripped <laughs> and unplugged it. Because if, if this, come on now, if this is not who you walk and talk like, right? If, if the way you treat people according to this is about what they believe, somebody tripped the line. If the way you treat people because they look different or act different, you know, they, you know, they have a different type of lifestyle, you know, and, and the Bible said that they would know us by our love, but to you, they're opposite, so I'm going to treat them with judgment. Is, is, is judgment a part of that? No. Somebody tripped the line, tripped the cord. Ooh, Lord, I want to say that. Oh, God just said to me, and y'all convince this righteousness. <laughs> oh, okay, Lord, chill. Some of us are convinced it's righteousness, the way we treat people. This is the evidence of the fruit that you bear. If it's opposite of this, right, we've been taught our whole life, we never add anything to the word of God. Don't be adding stuff to this. Let me turn my page. Give me a second. When we remain plugged in and remain in his love, remain in him, we bear such fruit. I mean, close your eyes for a second. You don't have to raise your hand. Is that you? Is this you? I mean, we would never be perfect at it, so don't hear me say that. But let the Holy Spirit show you now. I believe he is. Is this you? Please open up your eyes. Everyone loves to read Galatians 5.22, right? People barely talk about Galatians 5.19 through 21. So let me read it to you. Because I'm convinced Right? Remember we started off this conversation by saying, I don't need to beg you to figure out how you're living. Your fruit always tells me the way you talk, the way you love people, blah, blah, blah. Right? I don't need to beg anything. I just watch you and I learn from that. Okay? Um, when you are plugged in, this is what most people get. Um, somebody cut you off in the middle of the road, you're driving, you say, oh, God bless you and keep you. <laughs> I know all of us do that now. But let me read Galatians because y'all, okay? So the opposite of the fruit of spirit is the fruit of your flesh. Now the works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, Dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. 
and of which I tell you beforehand, just as I always told you in the time past, that those who practice such things would not inherit the kingdom of God. And then the very next verse says, and the fruit of the Spirit are. Meaning, they showed you one lifestyle, and they showed you another. When you are plugged in to the Holy Spirit, the fruit shows the world. It's a witness. If fleshy Joni shows up, I've unplugged. And the old man now becomes center of attention. So my question to you this morning, do you know the warning signs of when you're not plugged up? Oh, the Lord knows me. He knows I'm crazy. The Lord knows when I get a little mad here and there. You know, you know I, I may knock a kid inside the head when I'm mad here and there. But he knows my heart. It's a lot of words you may not know the definition of. I remember in college, I looked up every single word in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Um, yep, 21. And I wrote down every definition of them. And I read them. I said, Lord, keep me away from this action. One of the ones that really got me was the word hatred. Hatred and God don't mix. I'm pretty sure the, the Bible tells us that God is. Can I read the Bible too? That God is love. So if the opposite of God is hatred, hatred is the fruit of being plugged into who? We, some of us convinced that we're. Remain plugged in, right? If I could just get you to think of a, you know, extension core or something being plugged in as you remember this sermon, hopefully this week as you're praying to the Lord that he shows you things. I just want y'all to remember this because every morning you have to make sure, right? I, re I, re I remember reading the Holy Spirit book that pastor has us reading in you know, the night before, like, me and Alice had, like, a big argument, and I did something that I promised her I would never do. I went to bed angry. I didn't deal with it. But I thought I was in the right, so, right? So the next morning, y'all, I spread my dirt. It's okay. I'm not perfect. Next morning, I ain't talked to her at all. Got the kids ready to school. I'm just like, okay, I'm right. I'll wait till you forgive me. Whatever. This is, like, a week or so ago. And so I get in the car, I get to, and, you know, I have on my timer at work at 9.30, I go through my Holy Spirit book. I open that darn thing. And, of course, the, one of the very first things was like, grieving the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is how you grieve the Holy Spirit, unforgiveness. And I was like, Ugh. When you are plugged in, even when you're wrong, the Holy Spirit always tells you you're wrong. And you have the decision to listen or not. Because pride will show up like it tried to on me. Like, 
heck to the no. It was her fault. She going to have to call me. I couldn't even finish reading my devotion. The Holy Spirit's like, call her, call her, call her, call her. Mm, mm, mm. I put the book down. I called her. So funny. I'm so happy she's in the youth, what, I mean, the kids area today. <laughs> I called her, and the first thing I said, I said, babe, I should not have left the house. I'm not talking to you. It's very immature. Um, I said, I know better than that. I was like, the Lord has called me, you know, say, you know, I apologize. At that point, it don't matter who's right. If I'm grieving the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, and, and also that devotion, that I can quench the power that's coming out of me. There's nothing that great, even though I was right. But there's nothing that great. <laughs> but it's that easy for the enemy to make you unplug. It was that easy. I am a man who loves the Lord, who sings for the Lord, who, he, who does his best. And just that easy, he can get in with a little argument, make it bigger than it can be. The Holy Spirit tells you to make it right, and you're standing your ground with prideful thoughts. You're standing your ground, and what you're doing is going. And that's the open door for Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Some of us, we were... How the heck did I get to the place where I am today? Because at some point the enemy got in, you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit's warning about it, and you did this spiritually, and you didn't even know. Still reading your Bible, still doing what you need to do, but you dampened the Holy Spirit's voice, which means it's a problem. I don't know who it was. I, I always like to give my parents glory for this type of stuff. Maybe it was Pastor Rick. Uh, what, what, what hill or mountain are you willing to die on? Right? Is it money within the family? Is it relationships? What are you willing to unplug for? <sighs> Lord, you know I like him. I'm just going to unplug a little bit. I plug back when we get home after watching Netflix and chill. Have you ever been somewhere and I don't know about y'all, you know, I've, I've traveled this world, and when Wi-Fi leaves, like, do you panic the way I panic? Is it just me? Don't you do everything to try to get that thing reconnected? Running around the house, oh, Lord, what's, is, it, is it the storm outside? Is it, is it the snow? I got to check my status. The Lord told me, when you get my alert that something's unplugged, are you trying to find me right away? Are you, are you, because again, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm talking about myself this morning, but I love, do I got Wi-Fi on my watch, Wi-Fi on this, Wi-Fi on my iPad, Wi-Fi on my computer. One of them goes off. I'm frantic. I'm moving. What happens when Fleshy Joni shows up? Is that a warning? Oh, Lord, what did I, what did I unplug from? What? Because when fleshy you comes to the party, comes to the surface, you're unplugged. Because that's not a part of the fruit of the Spirit. Right? We're talking about fruit, right? The evidence of Holy Spirit being champion of your life. 1 John 3, 24. Now he who keeps his commandment abides. Someone says abide. 
in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. We abide in him by the spirit he has given us. We abide in him by the spirit he has given us. Meaning, you're not abiding in him if you're only hanging out with God and Jesus. Holy Spirit needs to be present so you may abide in the whole trinity. Do I need to remind you that you are the temple of his presence? As a worship leader, I, no one told me this. I, at some point in my 20s, I realized what I put in my temple needs to change if I'm going to expect the anointing to come out singing. Right? This past New Year's, I wasn't with you the first Sunday in January. I was um, in South Carolina. Got a chance to go and visit some friends. And um, I decided to drive. And I've never been to South Carolina before. So I needed direction. So I put the address in this phone. And for 14 and a half hours, it led me to my destination without assisting to me being derailed. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you today and say, will you allow him to direct you to your destination? I didn't tell her she was wrong. Turn left. You're wrong, girl. <laughs> I know how to get there. I Googled it. And several days later, when it was time to come home, I put my home address in. 14 and a half hours later, coming from the south up north, rain, snow, I got home. Are you the master of your own fate? Are you unplugged? Are you dictating your next move? Are you dictating your journey to your destiny? Because if you are, I need to read something to you. 1 John 2.28, and now little children abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you plugged in, if he's leading your direction, you're not ashamed or scared for his return. There's a lot of believers out there afraid of the end days. You plugged in. You're not scared. Your destination is set. Even when it's a foreign destination, right? Never been to Charleston, South Carolina. And I drove all the way there. What's your destination? What is the future? If you're not checking in the Holy Spirit to see if your current direction is right, you will go off route. 
and my nice little lady who tells me what to do when I drive, if I make a wrong turn and says, rerouting, rerouting, at some point, all she wants to say, you idiot, rerouting. Is the Holy Spirit doing that to you? Rerouting. I got so many punchlines, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning like, why am I thinking of rerouting? <laughs> Are you plugged in? Do you abide? Are you remaining? Because we want all the, all the gifts, right? We want all the blessings, but we want to operate on 50%. We, we want to unplug to do our deeds, then plug back in because it's time for church. But at the end of the day, what makes me, the man of God that I am, who speaks with power and is able to navigate worlds that I shouldn't be able to do, it's because I'm plugged into the source that allows me to do it. Fighting thoughts all the time of old me. Fighting things that I used to do. I used to deal with marijuana a lot. Now I got one store on every corner. Every day I'm reminding myself why I shouldn't stop and get a joint. I'm being real with y'all today. Every day I have to remind myself, Joni, it's not worth unplugging to, to buy that joint. Every day I have to remind myself, it's, it's not okay to unplug myself to act like old 18, 19, 20-year-old you because I missed that false fun. False. I have more fun with him and my, woo, y'all. This, living this life is crazy fun, bro. When the Lord tells you things that these college students think you shouldn't know, and then I say it, they be like, whoa, I'm like, yeah, bro. How you know that, Mr. Glenn? Well, let's talk about faith. But are you plugged in today? Oh, we are, there's so much power in this room if you allow God to just flow it through you. There's so much potential in this room. We wonder why we pray for people. They're not healed. We wonder why the miracles that we um, sing about this morning are not always, you know, in our circles. It's because we're trying to get miracles. We're trying to get benefits of being connected to the vein. But he even said, if you're not connected to the vein, the Father has to cut you off. So are you plugged in today? Are you allowing him to direct you to your destiny? Or have you been the master of your own fate and then wondering why God is not there? Rerouting. We want the benefits of Holy Spirit, but we want to pick and choose when we plug into Holy Spirit. I want to leave you today with one of our favorites, I say R because my brothers and sisters, we always talk about Psalm 91, don't we? We read that and we go through and man, one of these days I need to just preach from it because it's preachable stuff. You know, people on this side, people on this side, nothing will come near me and my family and it's super hype, right? Um, Lynn, put that up for me. 
since our conversation of remaining and stuff, be mindful of how the very first verse of 91 talks to you before he gives you the promises. Let's read it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, so before I can say he's my shelter, before I can say that all these blessings, I have to remain and abide and dwell. Morning, noon, and night. Plugged in, bearing fruit. All right? Stop jumping to the verses you like. Read it all. Reminding yourself to stay plugged in. Because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the Christian, the level of believer and Christian that is needed to successfully navigate 2022, you can't do it without Holy Spirit. It's not even February yet, and the whole worldly thought process has gone up a thousand percent at my job. I can't navigate spaces without Holy Spirit leading me. I can't navigate spaces well, without thinking of my family and the direction that he has us going. Do you understand, you know, I'm starting a new job tomorrow, hallelujah. Do you understand that in the process of me looking for that next job, you know, that next job, friends sending me jobs, out of state, friends sending me jobs in different cities, and I'm applying for them, Holy Spirit came in and said, stop. Y'all think I ain't see that six figures? Y'all think I ain't see that extra package? Y'all think I ain't see the, the title of assistant dean? Y'all think I ain't see that, that, that Cadillac in the future? If y'all know me, y'all know where I'm going with that one. But the Holy Spirit says stop. So I took my foot off the gas. Some of us need to stop asking questions why. I can't stand when my 10-year-old tells me why when I tell you something to do. Freaking do it. <laughs> Holy Spirit tells you something. How high, Lord? Jump. How high, Lord? Right? We, we are putting too much of this American ideology in Christianity where it's a democratic relationship. It is not a democratic relationship. He's God, you're not. When he says do something, you do it. And in my 40 years, one, one experience, when you do it, some crazy blessings happen. So I took the foot off the gas. And a couple of weeks ago, I was driving to Kalamazoo with my wife. I received a phone call that led to me now being the Associate Athletic Director at Central Michigan University. <laughs> Literally starting tomorrow before the month of January is over. I could have chased that other money. I could have chased those other experiences, but God had a plan Holy Spirit spoke, said, stop, and I stopped. For those who dwell, for those who abide, for those who remain plugged in, your steps are ordered. 
Bow your heads with me, please. Father, as we continue to learn the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, we pray for the discernment to know when the cord has been tripped and we need to get back to abiding and remaining in you. Lord, may there be the fruit that we bear be proof of the God that we serve. May we not find comfort in living outside of our source. Even when we're irritated, even when we feel we are right, even when we feel like we're running after dreams and goals, may we give you the permission to reroute us, to refocus us on the destiny that you've created us to be for our church, for us, for our families, for our business, whatever it is, Lord. And as we stay plugged in, Holy Spirit, pray that you would continue to lead and guide our footsteps, the way we treat our neighbor, the way we navigate spaces in this house, in at home, at work, at school. May we do it according to your liking, even in the middle of frustration or disagreement. Lord, may the words presented in Galatians 5, 19 through 21 not be a part of our existence as we are new creations in you. With your heads bowed, if you feel that you need and that you have the reminder to plug back in, just go ahead and raise your hand with your heads bowed. We are in a no-judgment zone. Thank you for or put your hands down. Father, for my brothers and sisters who raised their hand, Holy Spirit, we pray that you will remind them every morning as they wake up to stay plugged in, to stay plugged in to, to morning, noon, and night with you. That it's not just reading the word and, and fasting and praying, Lord, but it's about how they treat people, how they love people. Um, maybe it's our spouses, Lord, whatever it is, we pray that we will stay plugged in and not make the constant decision to unplug, be fleshy, then plug back in. And we thank you for you assisting them on picking up the cord and plugging back in to their temple. Father, I pray that you would examine our temple, make our way straight, bring any concerning things to our mind about what we're putting in, maybe a show we shouldn't watch anymore. Whatever it is, we pray that you would guide that situation to put us in a better place to hear you more and to use the anointing that you have placed inside us. If y'all believe that, somebody say amen. Um.
I like to tell my college students this, that I mentor adults, right? We, we are adulting in this room. So everything we talked about, it's up to you. Again, it's up to you. I, pastor says it all the time, I'm not going out to um, search and find, if you will. Okay? Um, now, in a few minutes, Ms. D is going to come up in, in this office sharing. Can, can a prayer team come back up, please? And what I want to do here before Ms. D comes up in, in this is there, there may be some things that you want to talk to God about and allow our prayer team to help you get there, all right? You know, I think, I think some people believe that prayer needs to be this eloquent, oh, I can't pray like Jonathan, so I'm not praying right. Mm-mm. No. God wants you. He wants you. He doesn't want you to deal with pain. He doesn't want you to deal with situations. He wants you to bring it. The Bible literally says, be anxious for nothing but to give everything to the Lord. We talked about miracles this morning. We talked about when he walks in a room, what happens. And we also talked about what happens when you're plugged in. So if you need prayer about anything, please come up. Okay? People may be moving, you know, about to leave. It's okay. Have a moment with the Lord. One more thing, Ashley. Thank you, Father. Close your eyes, please. If you don't know the Lord today, everything we talked about in this sermon um, in, in worship is linked to those who are saved by Jesus Christ. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please raise your hand. Listen, we're not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to pray with you um, because everything that we talked about, the source that you need is found in God, his son Jesus, and his spirit that lives within us. If that is you, go ahead and raise your hand. If you're at home, please go ahead and text on whatever you're on, and we'll get back to you, definitely. Is there anyone in the room? All right, my conscience is clear. So we all, everyone look at me. We all saying the Lord showed up in the next five seconds. We good, right? I say we good, right? So that means we going to blink. We're going to be on the streets of the gold like, hey. <laughs> Misty, can you come on, please? Y'all, thank you so much. Stay plugged in this week. Stay connected to what the Father has you to do. And I believe that we will see the miracles that we have been declaring. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Joni. That was awesome.